In the blue-hued city of Melura, a woman named Marin watches the rain tap against the window of a rented room. Wrinkles beneath her eyes and above her brows betray the ache she feels in her bones. But there is warmth in her blood, in something stirring like embers trying to rekindle to flame. She takes a deep breath in, holds it, breathes out. She runs her hand along the iron hatchet that sits on the table and thinks of promises made and kept and broken. Soon we will begin again in Blood Gold. Marin, you've been resting in Melura for about five days now, taking the money that you earned from delivering the mail from Nebanir to hole up in a little inn called the Owl Hoot. And you've just been kind of trying to recuperate, trying to re- regain your function, trying to recenter. And In those five days, it has been very rainy. Thunderstorms move in and out of the forest around Melura. And you know from your experiences, from your trek here, that there is a lightning wyvern in the forests outside Melura that is bringing with it a mercurial storm. Good word. Uh, It's not the word I was looking for, but it's the word that I got. How have you been spending these last five days? Um, I think poorly. I don't think Marin is very used to doing nothing. And in a foreign town where she's just like staying at an inn, um, trying not to use money, I think she's not doing great. She's going a little stir crazy. And also, I'm going to go ahead and hazard a guess that um, Sorel is being very annoying. And so, not well, okay, not, maybe not Sorel. Acrea, I think, is being very annoying. There you go. I think Acrea is being very – I think Sorel is probably just being a toddler, but I think Acrea is being like, we need to leave. We need to go right now. Why are we still here? Let's go. And that does not help an old lady's nerves. Did you get separate rooms for you and the oh, yeah, this again? Time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not listening to that. So I, I actually think you hear a knock on the door as you're as you're thinking about how annoying Akraya has been over mm-hmm. the last couple of days. You hear a knock on the door. And you can already tell just based on like where the sound is coming from. Yeah. Like the sound is coming from like three feet up the door so well, and also she's the only one who knocks on my door <laughs> yeah she's the only one sorrel just barges in and no one else bothers me so i think i like square my shoulders and open the door uh and standing there is Akraya. she's got uh, her book of rites and spells in one hand and her satchel in the other and you know that this satchel contains 
the golden egg of the dragon Aurelirion, which you have promised to take north. Mm-hmm. And Akrea, uh looks up at you and she goes, um, the weather's bad again today. Yes. It doesn't look like this wyvern is leaving. Can can I come in? No. Marin. Fine. <laughs> I said no, and I think I was already stepping aside. She she comes in and she uh sets her book down on the table and it, I think this is a very modestly furnished room. Mm-hmm. There is a single bed with like hay and feather mattress. And it's got like a layer of hay at the bottom and a la- like a very thin layer of feathers. Oh, fancy. I mean, they went fa- my mother slept on hay. She did not sleep on feathers. Well, this is mostly hay. I'll say it's mostly hay. My my grandmother had access to chickens, and my mother slept on hay. So <laughs> I'm just saying that's fancy. And there is probably like a small wood stove, and maybe a, a chair and a, and a table mm-hmm. uh, in this in this little room, and the window overlooking the street where all the rain is coming down. And Akrea walks over to the ta- the chair, and she kind of climbs up into it and sets down her book and her satchel beside her. Uh, she intertwines her clawed fingers. Akraya is. Have we mentioned in this episode yet that Akraya is a kobold? Not yet. I don't okay. Akraya is a kobold. <laughs> she is a small uh, gold and red kobold. She is the daughter of the dragon Aurelirion, a great gold worm that was slain. And she has blood red highlights that, betr- that uh, show her. Uh, red dragon heritage as well and she has her her fingers kind of intertwined and she s- sits down and she goes um we have a problem sorel has fallen under the weather i'm trying to treat it with my herbs but most of what we collected in the forest last time has gone bad we may need to go shopping to, to try to get her back up to 100%. Okay. That was the whole purpose of taking this journey of doing the mail delivery was so that we had a little bit more freedom with some of the things that we could do because it got us coin. So, yeah, let's get Sorel back on her feet and then let's get the hell out of here. The door opens and it is Sorel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looks terrible. Yeah. Sorel is another kobold. She is uh, also a gold kobold, daughter of Aurelirion. Uh, her parentage is uh, with an iron wyvern, and so she has sort of iron-tinged horns. She has a little bit of red, almost rust-colored, oxidized iron on her throat. And when she opens the door, her eyes are red and uh, the eyelids are drooping a little bit, and her little dog nose is running. I'm okay. Listen. <clears throat> no, we can... I'm gonna be fine. I say we just uh, start going. Get the hell out of my room and Marin, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Get can... out. Get out. Get out. Get out. I don't want what you have. Get out. Marin, go but... away and go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Terrible. <laughs> and Sorel walks out, and Akrea turns back to you and goes, I agree with you that we should be 
moving as quickly as we can. We should, we've, we've spent a long time in Melior and I think we should move out. Well, I think first we need to fix the walking plague. Yes. And yes. then, yes, let's, let's do that. Would you like company? No, not even a little. Please just stay here. Tell me what I'm looking for. Oh, I will make a list. And she takes a, a piece of parchment and a, and a quill and writes down. What is, what is it that she needs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you heal a kobold. Chicken soup? Probably. Do they eat meat? I feel like, have we talked about this? Chicken soup. Oh, I. Do they eat meat? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The kobolds eat meat. Yeah, so chicken soup. Sure. Right? 100%. Listen, we had like, like a two episode arc all about how Sorel really wanted smoked duck. <laughs> yeah, but that's just Sorel. Like, true. you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they like regularly consume meat. Sorel could have just been like, ooh, luxury. I think Akreya is, it kind of writes some things down and she goes, um, well, I used the last of the, the witch's pine and that doesn't seem to be working, but if that's all you can find, we could try it some more. There's also, uh, I believe that sunset grass would, might be more useful, but really if we could get, if we could get pink fish, then that I think would be the best. That was what we used the most back in the hive was uh was pink fish. This so. is a fish or this is a flower? It's a fish. Okay. So it has very in its liver it has very strong healing properties for uh draken. So vitamin A. I will do that. Give me the list. Like Marin is like so excited to just leave. Like to have a reason to leave. Mm-hmm. She's like, give this to me. I'm ready. My bones are go- are going, going. She hands you the piece of piece of parchment. A- as she does, she goes, "Are you sure that you don't want company? Not even slightly, not even a little bit. Absolutely not. Let me go." She hands you the piece of page paper and lets you go. So you get this piece of parchment with these three items written on it, which is pine. Sunset grass and pinkfish. You are g- good to go. Yeah. I take that list. I get myself together, which includes my poncho with a small bag of coins that is hidden inside the poncho that no one would know about, and my hatchet. I don't need my monk spade, and I go out into the town. All right. As you walk through the inn, uh, you see the proprietor kind of tending to the bar and there's a couple people in the in the restaurant below and outside it is raining heavily Mm -hmm. it's that kind of rain where there isn't a ton of rain but the raindrops that are falling are huge oh yeah the big fat ones Mm -hmm. fat rain it's these these uh big huge fat raindrops just falling in the street and and yeah you can see out the the street and uh, as we've said before Melura is this very brightly painted city that tends to favor blues so the streets kind of fade into the very slight uh flooding that has kind of filled the street and these buildings disappear beneath the foggy rain and it looks like some town out of a folktale We've been here for five days. This is mm-hmm. the fifth day or this is the sixth day? 
Oh, that's a good question. This is the, let's just say this is the fifth day you've been here. Okay. I would have definitely gone on walks. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, I can't stay in my room. So I have a general idea of where I'm going. I would like to go to the fishmongery if there is one. Okay. I recognize that we're not exactly next to a coast, but I mean, even Kansas has fish. So. Yeah. There, there's rivers and streams yeah. uh, around the city. Right. So I'm heading towards the fishmongery, which I assume would probably be nearish the center of town because it's a business. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, logically, like, the businesses would be towards the middle. The way my brain is working. Businesses towards the middle. And then, like, in any city, it gets more residential as you ring outwards. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a shopping district, a market district that you would have seen. Right. And that if you didn't notice a fishmonger like you can make a pretty educated guess that there's gonna be a a fishmonger right yeah so i'm heading towards the fishmonger which for those of you that um didn't know fishmongers because i looked this up just to make sure fishmongers don't just sell fish they also butcher the fish so i'm going to the fishmongery okay it is a specialized shop yeah because we are in uh, we're not terribly far from the coast, but we're n- definitely not, like, next to the coast. Right. We're not on the coast. The fish have to travel. Yeah. Or they need to be caught nearby. Mm-hmm. You make your way through the rain and the puddles down to the market district. And there are certainly people out. People have to do business. But uh, for as busy as you've seen Melior in the past, it's it's pretty... It's pretty quiet in the city. Some of the shops in the market district have even kind of just not even opened up yet. They've kept their doors closed and their windows shuttered. But luckily, there is a pair of shops. Maybe we'll even say it's just one shop that these two sellers um, share. It's the butcher and the fishmonger. They, They do one like focuses on meats the other focuses on fish but they share a building is it like you walk through one door and if you go right it's one store if you go left it's the other Mm -hmm. okay so yeah you head on in and uh there's there's a couple people inside kind of like shaking off the rain and uh trying to keep warm in in here as they wait to have their orders taken and there is uh yeah there's the fishmonger who is a very short woman with uh, a a cap wrapped around her head and and big frizzy hair kind of sticking out on either side and she's barking out orders and talking to people around the shop and she is surrounded by i think like hanging dried salted fish and then she has just big barrels of ice and uh with with fish on them feels like home (laughs) <laughs> been to so many places like this is is this i'm basically laup lopes lopes yeah there's um for context uh in my hometown there's a small portuguese community and there is a small portuguese like corner store and in the back of that corner store is the fishmongery basically and what you are describing instead of barrels they have like coolers like mm. fancy coolers but they have coolers of just ice and there's bacalhau just like hanging and you can get your octopus and you can get your carapau and you can get your sardines and you can get it all and that just sounds so nice that's how siabras is too the butcher siabras is actually yeah, what i was thinking siabras is a really big portuguese chain that's in it's all over the east coast actually um but only where there's like pretty big portuguese communities so mm-hmm. there's none in pennsylvania the closest one to us is in new jersey but 
the back of Siapra, in every Siapra I've ever been to, the back is the butcher and the side, the whole side, which is much bigger than the back, is the fishmongery. Mm. And it's amazing. Just big cardboard boxes full of ice and fish. I love it. So, yeah, she's uh, taking orders, barking mm-hmm. things out, passing. Uh, she's like wrapping up fish in parchment and passing them off and changing coins and getting people out of the shop basically as fast as she can. Yeah. I politely wait for my turn if that's a thing that happens. But mm-hmm. if not, I push my way to the front and ask if she's got pink fish. If I wait for my turn, I wait for my turn to do that. And if I don't, I push myself up and go, do you have pink fish? Okay. Because, you know, in some places it's every man for himself. Mm-hmm. And then in some places it's orderly and nice. Yeah. All right. I think this is going to be our first oracle roll. Since you're not out hunting it yourself, I don't think this counts as a resupply roll. I agree. Because that's for, like, foraging. Yeah. Since you're trying to see if someone else has it, I think that's going to be essentially down to luck. Yeah. So I think this is a pretty rare good to get in. Okay. So I'm going to say this is unlikely. Okay. I We could even say it's a small chance, but I let's say that there is a... I'm just going to bump up unlikely slightly to uh, you're going to need an 85 or greater. Okay. It's it's not a small chance, but it is, it's harder to find than usual stuff. Okay. And that is a 61. So I do not get it. Yeah. So you wouldn't have even gotten that with unlikely. Yeah. She looks at you when you ask for pink fish and she goes, uh, sorry, what are you, salmon? Is that what you're asking for? I don't know what you're, what are you saying? What? Pink fish. Pinkfish? Yeah. It's the name of a fish, pinkfish. No, I, I don't got any of that. I don't, uh, I don't know what that is. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And I just walk out. Actually, no. Hold on. I go back. <laughs> okay. She goes, you need something else? Livers. Li- livers? Yeah, the innards. Give me your innards. Give me like a small bag of innards. Uh, of what? I got lots of fish. Yeah. Just uh- give me a bag of innards. I know you've got some discarded there. You were just scraping off a fish. I see some innards right there. Just give me some innards. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. It's garbage for you. I mean, I, I sell it to the... Well, I want some now. So give me a small bag, very small bag of some innards, please. Oh, okay. All Make right. sure there's a, you know, a liver or two in there. Okay. Yeah, she puts a little bag together and um, she goes, that, uh, that'll be uh, five coin. I give her five coin, which means that I have to roll to see if I have the five coin, correct? Or do we just know that because I recently got paid, I have the five coin? I think. I can't remember how to pay it. I'm trying to remember. It might just be that you lose a supply. Okay. So I think this is, you're going to check your gear to see if you have. The five. Yeah, the money. Yeah. And to see if it's going to like take a chunk out of your, mm-hmm. your what you have left. Mm-hmm. That is a mixed success. Okay. So you have it, but your resources are diminished. You take plus one momentum and suffer minus one supply. Based on the the cost of living over the past couple of days, this is starting to add up and you're yeah. starting to lose some supply. So she hands you this, uh, this bag of innards. Yeah. I'm picturing, I know plastic probably doesn't exist, but I'm picturing just like a small plastic bag that was knotted up at the top, just like roll. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I was trying to think of what you would use for that before plastic. And I guess it's just like wax wax paper paper and and maybe like some 
I guess, cheap linen or something. I don't know, yeah. like a cheap cloth. So, yeah, she hands you this little this little bag of guts. Here's my logic for this. Mm-hmm. If pink fish guts are helpful, this obviously won't be as helpful, but maybe it's a little helpful. Yeah. And we can make some sort of soup out of it. Mm. I want to be clear. I'm not just buying guts <laughs> because I can't get this fish. Mm-hmm. Like there is some, at least some sort of logic yeah. to it. No, I get your logic. So I'm leaving there and I need sweet grass. That's not right. Sunset grass. Sunset grass. The apothecary slash pharmacy, depending on where we are in history. Yeah. So there is a, uh, there's a chemist uh, across the street. I think I've been saying apothecary. Oh, chemist, like- chemist works though. Yeah, I, I like chemist right now. Yeah. It's a fun word. Uh, yeah, there's a chemist across the street. But as you go over, you see that it is the the door is closed and the windows are shuttered. Of course there is. Okay. I didn't want to do this. Hmm. But every village has a quote unquote hag slash medicine woman on the edge of town that nobody likes. <laughs> okay. There's always this person, yeah. right? There's always this like old lady who's like magical but not mm-hmm. she just knows a lot i wouldn't know who this person is but the innkeeper that i'm staying at might okay right yeah i'm annoyed but i go there okay so yeah you had you head back to the owl hoot not having found the stuff that you needed right the proprietor is walking away from a table with an empty tray she sees you enter and she gives you a little nod continues walking towards the bar i also walk up towards the bar this is helpful because I do have a bag of fish guts that I would like to get rid of soon. Oh, Miss Marin, what can I help you with? I need two favors. One, and I plop the bag on the table. I need this put in some hot water and taken upstairs to my companion's room. All right. She like sniffs it. Oh, oh, okay. Yep. Um, what is this? That's medicine. Okay. I think. All right. Yep. I just, it's okay if you just deliver the hot water. You don't necessarily need to deal with this if that's what you would prefer, but that's what I'm asking for. And then also, is there um somebody in town who might be able to help me find sunset grass or anything medicinal, but isn't the chemist? Oh, isn't the chemist is shut down in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her joints are bad. She doesn't like to come out in the in the rain. Um, Someone that could help. Sarah old woman on the edge of town perhaps well there is old wardius he might be able to help you but uh, he's a little how do i put this uh difficult to deal with he used to have an uh a apothecary in town but uh wardius has a lot of opinions <laughs> and he likes to make them known and he also is he has a sense of humor about him that rubs people the wrong way. So you could always try him and see if uh, see if he has what you want. I can get you his his address, but I don't know how helpful he's going to be. I don't I don't I don't know if he's been collecting if he still has any of his supplies or anything. I appreciate the the help. I will take it. Thank you. Yeah, and she uh, calls to one of. Uh, her help to bring her some some stuff and she writes down an address in the city for you to uh, go try to find this wardius yeah mm-hmm. 
Thank you for joining us for Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 30 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I, you know, it's finally happened. I got sick. I know. <laughs> it's not COVID. Yeah, I do think it's just a head cold, but it's been two years, I think, really, since I've been sick. Yeah. We've been home. It's our goblin's fault. Yeah. It's all her fault. So we put the goblin into daycare uh, because we've just reached a point where it's untenable not to. Not super happy about it, but also she needs to socialize. She right. loves people and she basically never gets to see them. So, you know, we're, we're taking a lot of safety precautions, really, really vetted the places yes. that, that we were going, that were potential enrollments. And and, and we're extremely fortunate in that we ha- we get we get to choose oh, yeah. to put her in a daycare. Like we're ex- when we recognize that we are extremely fortunate in that and, and we get to choose, she doesn't go full time. She only goes, you know, a certain number of days. Yeah. So. Super privileged. Yes. Yes. But, uh, Which we totally recognize, but I'm so annoyed. She went four days yep. and came home sick. Yeah. <laughs> she, got, she got sick the fourth day, fourth time she went. Yeah. And um, now Dinah and I both have, the sniffles, which is why I ended up making Sorel sick. I wasn't that wasn't really something that I <laughs> had planned until we came in here, and I was like, "Man, I have the sniffles, and I don't feel like dealing with it." So Sorel also has the <laughs> sniffles because it's going to come through in the audio anyway. Yeah, poor there's- Zach B is going to have to deal with all our sniffles and gross mouth sounds. Yeah, there's not a lot I can do over here. I'm doing what I can, but I just sound sick. Yeah, and it's unpleasant, but. Thank goodness it's not COVID. We have lived, you know, our goblin has is almost two and has never been sick. So it was bound to happen. Yeah, she that was a, the other thing. She needs to really needs to build up that immune system. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, that's something that's fun yeah. happening. It's sort of all consuming at the moment. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's fun is that we started a new system. <gasps> we did. Ooh. We did start a new system. So we are no longer playing Ryutama as much as I love Ryutama. I do really enjoy Ryutama. It it just y- wasn't working for the way that I think we are playing this game. Yeah, I think it just wasn't clicking for us for actual play. Yeah. Right? I, I, lo- I really enjoy Ryutama, but it, it just wasn't quite doing what I wanted it to do. So we're moving to Iron Sworn. Yeah. Iron Sworn is a game by Sean Tompkin. It is a lot more narrative focused mm-hmm. and has a lot of support for uh, GMless or shared GM play, which I think is kind of the direction we're going to be moving in. Yeah. Similar to our Starforged game that we did, where uh, I think I said this in our announcement episode. Uh, I'm kind of envisioning it as like, you're going to be 75% player, 25% GM. I'm going to be 75% GM, 25% player. Yeah. We're going to be kind of sharing some of the some of the stuff that's going on. And we we were even talking before we recorded about how great Iron Sworn's support is for GMless play. Yeah. It's got the oracles, um, the delve book and cards that we have um, give you really cool like dangerous regions that you can build it really does truly the game does try i think very hard very hard to take away some of that like 
analysis paralysis that mm-hmm. can kind of happen when you're a GM or especially like a new to GMing or gaming kind of world. I think it's helpful. And it gives you starting places. Like at the very least, it gives you some ideas. Yeah. Well, even with like somebody who's very – I consider myself very experienced with yeah. GMing. I was having I, – I was using a lot of – What's the, uh, my brain is broken today because of my cold. I'm going to blame my cold. It's not my cold. It's just my brain. Uh, I was using a lot of brain power yeah. trying to work with Ryutama, whereas Iron Sworn just feels it, it takes a lot. The cognitive load, that's the phrase I was there looking you for. Go. Iron Sworn takes off a lot of that cognitive load, where yeah. even though, like, I'm an experienced GM, I can run Ryutama. It was taking up so much energy uh-huh. cognitive energy to run but i think this is going to be a lot better and also to help that we have the uh, star spinner tarot which i have sung its praises before by trungles to uh, give us some ideas as well as the fabulous pocket guild by evelyn moreau to give us some uh inspiration for npcs yeah so we are moving into i think we're trying to make this a more not collaborative but like a more improvisational more like discover as you go kind of play that i yeah. think Segaranza really was yeah i do i do think Segaranza did do that and i think you know i yell is a strong word and we've recently discovered that i use that word when really i mean like scold uh i scold you for <laughs> some financial decisions that you make like buying a bunch of uh, buying, toys to yes. support RPGs. Yes. And like, why? I don't understand. Why did you do this? But genuinely, I think the things that we have at the table right now are totally worth it. The, not to tell you about all of the uh, retro game yeah. stuff that I just bid on. Yeah. I'm, yep. We figured out our finances in a way where I don't get mad at you every other day, but. I, I just canceled my spotify that had nothing to do with money so now (laughs) i got some extra spending money to try to bid on a 1970s lord of the rings board game that's that you'll never play no of course i won't play this for decorative purposes only fine it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) diana it's okay it's okay calm skies calm skies clear skies clear skies um but i'm saying that to be like i'm not often wrong you're never wrong. Correct. But I was hasty in my judgment. I wasn't wrong, but I was hasty in my judgment of these two decks of cards because we have been using them a oh. lot and I think that they're very helpful. Oh, yeah. They're great. So. I love them. I wasn't wrong, but I was hasty. I did not have all of the information available <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, the Star Spinner Tarot is fantastic, whether you're going to use it for actual like tarot reading or for games but yeah, i think it's, it's beautiful it's the best deck i've found for specifically for like games and role-playing games and stuff yeah the the art is very evocative that's all i that's i think that's all i wanted to talk about in terms of like what's going on with the show and accidentally doing some ads we're not sponsored by any of these uh creators or creations um i just really love them if y'all want to sponsor us <laughs> i know that would be cool some more free ads it's fine or oh, yeah. yes not free because you would be sponsoring us but like give us some stuff we said your names that's how <laughs> that works right your name that's how that works stuff well the thing is i'm going to keep saying your name even if you don't right. uh, give us yeah. stuff because your stuff is making our show much better yeah and absolutely. we really appreciate it so uh, is there anything else going on? Goblins in daycare. We're both sick. We got a bunch of cool junk. 
I wouldn't say we have anything. I got a bunch of cool junk. If I wanted to just use this tarot card, the conversation that would occur would not be, this belongs to the both of us, but would be, Diana, what are you doing with my cards? No. Yes, 100%. No, that is not it. I would say, Diana, do you want to use those for divination? Because they're not charged for divination. We have a Rider Rate Tarot that is charged for your divination Thank if you, you. want to use it for divination. If you, you wanted do. to use these for gameplay, you're. Yeah. Um, I would not stop you from using these for gameplay. Yep. I wouldn't let you use my Mesquite deck for games or divination. Uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Because that's charged for me. Maybe that's what I, that's that's what I was That's my deck. All right. Listen, I'm just saying these don't belong to me. They belong <laughs> to you. And like, I can't just take them out of this room without talking to you about it is what I'm saying. Do you think anything in this house belongs to me and doesn't belong to you? Yes. Yeah, this fair. entire room. This entire room. I couldn't touch anything that in this room. Not true. No, You're I'm making d- me sound no, like but that's not what I mean. one I- of those dads <laughs> that like, you don't just- go in my office, kids. <laughs> that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying you said that we have these. We don't have these. Mm-hmm. You have these. Mm-hmm. Just like you have that computer. That's not our computer. That's your computer. I don't have I don't have these 2E Dungeons and Dragons books. You have them. Or is that to me? Are they uh, not to me? They're the basic sets. I'm Excuse sorry. you. I'm sorry. See, this is why I don't have them. <laughs> this is why you have them. That's all I'm saying. Listen, when I die tragically and mysteriously, you'll be able to sell all the junk I have. No. That, I, that is on record. That is, that is a different conversation than what we had before, and that is now cur- currently on record. That's actually not true. Our, our, you have to put it in storage for our daughters <laughs> to deal with. You, so that a you don't have to listen this is turning into a campfire episode we should probably get back to the game yeah let's do that <laughs> so Marin, you get the address for old wardius where does wardius live you said in town yeah uh, but i think going along with you know, what you were saying, probably the edge of town. Yeah. And we know that, oh, you know what? So Melura is a farming city. And y'all came up in the, do you, do you remember when you first came to Melura? You traveled through like a, a long stretch of farmland coming up from the southwest. Yes. So technically, Wardius is in Melura, but he's kind of, out in the boonies of Melura. He's beyond the city gates into the farmlands to the northeast, west, northwest. Perfect. Um, so it will take a little bit of a walk to meet up with him, yeah. and it is raining. Yeah. Uh, you also have, oh, so you dropped off the fish guts and well, told them to make a, a well, soup th- out of it. I think when I saw his address, I asked for the hot. I we did, this was not canonical, but now that I know where he lives, or not, what it doesn't matter. Now that I know where he lives, I think I took the fish guts up so that I could tell Akraya that I was going to be gone for a good portion of the day. Okay, and in their room, Akraya, you go up to their room, and Akraya's reading her book, and Sorel's just kind of curled up in her bed. She's got her blanket pulled up up to her chin, and she sees you, and she comes in, and she goes, Marin. Man, are we good to go? No. Let's get going. <laughs> and I just ignore Sorrel completely, and I go over to Akraya. I, like, give her the guts, and I'm like, it's not what you asked for, but it's something. I'm, I have a lead. I'm working on it. I'll be gone most of the day. 
she takes it and she nods and she goes, all right, I can, I can make something with this. Are you going to take Osmer? That's a good question. Should I take Osmer? No, Osmer's not going to protect me in any way. Like not from the rain. I'm not, this is me talking to Zach. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it. I don't think so. Like I'm trudging through the rain into farmland, right? To go to a, Mm -hmm. a place on the edge of the farm, on farmland. I don't really need a pack animal. I'm just worried. I just don't want you. Yeah, no. I'm going Are you myself. okay being alone all day? I was alone before I met you. What a ridiculous question. Yes, I'm fine. She kind of frowns and nods and she goes, um, well, thank you for getting what you can and um, I'll, I'll do, I'll make something with this. That's fine. And I head out. Marin is so excited. This is is a mini adventure for her. She's so excited. I want to be very clear. I feel like I'm sounding like a jerk. <laughs> and I can't tell if that's because I'm kind of sick. But she's very excited. She was, you know, she lived on her own for years and years and years before these kobolds showed up. Mm. So this is just like a, a respite. Yeah. So you go back out into the city streets. The rain has not let up. And in fact, now you are you can hear thunder in the distance. Um, you don't see like the flashing of lightning, but you can hear just that occasional drum beat rumble across the sky. And it sounds like it's probably coming from the south, from like the, the thick forest that you mm -hmm. came from. And you set off through the streets. Do you want to give us anything about kind of just your walk through Melura? I mean, I think you see Marin... It was just with her poncho, which we've never said had a hood before. Like, I've always needed something to protect me from the rain. But I do imagine it has some sort of small or I've makeshifted because I do have a tarp. Yeah. I feel like I've makeshifted some sort of hood maybe under my poncho or something to kind of protect me. Okay. Um, and I do think I have my – I didn't say this, but I'm saying it now. I do think that I have my monk spade mainly as a walking stick because mm. rain and mud, you might need something like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you stop by your room yeah, to get your spade. and grab that. Um, and I think you just see this, like, homeless-looking, like, person, fully aware of what I look like, mm -hmm. homeless-looking, like, person kind of making their way through a very wet town towards the outskirts of town. This is not a good look. Like, if people are, <laughs> like, looking out their windows, they're like, they, this is, it almost feels ominous to this lone person who looks homeless is walking out of town mm. it's not a good look but she's very excited and i think that adds to the weirdness of it and yeah you you make your way through town you pass through the main gates and you're faced with this plains of farmland and you can see to the north um the forests become very sparse north of melura for a while so you can just see sort of plains off to the north and this farmland before you. And there are these houses that pop up like stones along the road. And the road has become very soft and very crunchy. At the, uh, you know, like when you walk on wet sand and it sort of like crunches uh, yeah. as you make your way. And eventually you see uh, in between two farmsteads. A little ways off in the distance is the address that you are looking for. And it is a small cottage that looks like it's 
definitely seen better days. It's got like a thatch roof and it's got kind of strewn all around the property. There are pots and cauldrons and herb racks or, or what's it called when you like are growing plants in in like a vertical garden yeah uh like ter- terrace terraced gardens whatever uh, all these like kind of things for growing things and apothecarist tools apothec anyway. i knew what you meant thank you english isn't my first language but i knew what you meant yeah and um this if anything looks like it is going to be wardius's home yeah yeah i very boldly because i'm like yep this is the right place kind of walk onto the property towards the front door not ominously Mm -hmm. but boldly with confidence yeah as you are walking up you are kind of watching the the door and it's got uh, these windows that are shuttered but one of the shutters seems to have been like ripped off partially so it's kind of hanging open and as you're walking up, there is a kind of right past your ear, over your shoulder, goes a crossbow bolt. And you hear it into the ground behind you. I stop. Stop moving. And you hear from from the cabin, not another step. I don't want no trouble for nobody. I don't want to deal with it. Get on here. No, my name is Marin, and I heard you're the man to talk to. For some sunset grass. I ain't a chemist no more. I don't, I don't got nothing for nobody. Get on out of here. I'm not looking for a chemist. So it seems like I found the right person. Hmm. All right. I think this might be... Is this a compel move? No, I, that's what I think. Okay. So I think you are trying to charm or convince. So that's rolling plus heart. Yeah. That's not going to go well. All right. And then my heart... Uh, that's just a middle thing. A weak hit? Solidly a middle thing. Yeah, solidly a weak hit. Okay. So they do what I want or share what they know, but they ask me for something in return. Do I still get the momentum? Yep, you still get plus one momentum, but they are going to ask Sweet. something of you in return. So there's a moment of quiet, and then you hear as several locks are undone, and the door opens, and there is a old man hunched over he's got a a cap atop his head and a big white beard he's got a little tiny pipe sticking out of his mouth hold on this is very important what Mm -hmm. kind of cap does he have what's the shape of this cap conical oh my god that's hilarious okay (laughs) like a dunce cap uh yeah but not quite as high it's like very it's very short and stout oh my god that's amazing but it comes to a point right above his head that's perfect and he's got a crossbow hanging from one hand, and he goes, "All right, come on in." <laughs> um, and I think I do think Marin chuckles like that is ridiculous. Her encounter was ridiculous, and so she chuckles a little and she walks inside. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Ironsworn was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironsworn.rpg.com. 
We also used Trungle's Star Spinner Tarot and Evelyn Moreau's Fabulous Pocket Guild. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer. If it wasn't for him, you would hear a lot more sniffles and um, inappropriate things and a lot <laughs> a lot more boring talk. So, oh, yeah. so thank you, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. I mean, make your choice about Spotify. That's up to you. Um, but it means a lot to us, and it helps other people to find us. Yeah, the time of this recording, we are still on Spotify. We've canceled our... Hmm, we, we'll have a talk about that. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference. This episode was sponsored by patron Michael Bolton. Michael is the benevolent pega known as the mysterious scribe of the whales. Thank you so much for your support, Michael. And thank all of you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. (laughs) 